Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to the show. It's Monday. Can you believe it? And uh, the big question, I guess, of the weekend is now that Larry Hogan, the uh, governor of Maryland, has decided not to run for president in 2024, what are the other GOB candidates going to do with a point zero 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 one percent of voters who was going to vote for Larry Hogan, which, by the way, to amounts to a half a person, not even an entire person. People are thinking, oh, maybe a couple hundred people might vote for Larry Hogan. No, I don't even think that. I think it literally came to a half a person was voting for Larry Hogan. So, I mean, that's just a real tragedy about Larry Hogan not... uh, not uh, running for president. I mean, honestly, it really put the hopes and dreams of a half a person on the line for Larry Hogan because, you know, the whole country was screaming out for a big uh, uh, failure uh, and, and an over-controlling rhino. Uh, they call him Lockdown Larry on my favorite radio station, WCBM, our anchor station. The morning show came up with the expression, Lockdown Larry. He's a, a rhino. I mean, like, I mean, you know, he's a white rhino, which is even, uh, well, it's not really rare, actually. Uh, you know, like Michael Steele's a black rhino. Uh- <laughs> And he went over to MSNBC, and he had lots of things to say on MSNBC today about the CPAC and, uh, and MSNBC, and everybody's doing their level best to uh, to diminish uh, the speech that Donald Trump did at CPAC, uh, CPAC this weekend. And I'm going to comment on that. I had the uh, very, very uh, nice opportunity to speak immediately after Trump's speech on uh, Saturday night <clears throat> on Newsmax. And uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on it today. Dick Morris is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And, you know, he's played both sides of the field. I'm talking about politically. Uh, and uh, he's got some great thoughts on it. He still is of the belief that Donald Trump will be the candidate. I believe he's going to be the candidate. Uh, and I think everybody else are uh, posers at this point. Although, there are a lot of people wishing and hoping and thinking and maybe uh, keeping their fingers crossed that maybe Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are working hand in hand to make a... DeSantis the VP and then uh, DeSantis president 2028 and 2032 which would be the end of the Democrat party I mean it it would be it would be over but they're two white guys no 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 but they're agents of change and uh, they're uh, remarkable and the thing that I took about uh, Trump's speech number one the number one thing when was the last time if you ever have in your life You said that you believed the candidate you were voting for would absolutely fulfill every single campaign promise. Anybody out there? Was it was it George W. Bush? Was it H. W. Was it was it Obama? Was who what who was it? Who was it that you voted for that you knew that they weren't just paying promises, lip service? You knew they were going to go to Washington D.C. and do what they said they were going to do. Anybody? Go ahead and raise your hands. I'm looking for hands. I don't see any hands. I still don't see any hands. And even the first time Donald Trump ran for office, we didn't know that. We didn't know that he was going to fulfill all the promises. We were hopefully that he did. And guess what he did? 
Oh, he did it. And that's why people are voting for him again. Oh, did you just hear what I said? That's why people are going to vote for him again. And you can say, you know, on whatever network that he's, we need to move on and he's rude and offensive and all that. It doesn't matter. Not one little bit. And I told you this. Rush Limbaugh said before he died, he tweeted, the people who voted for Trump are never going to abandon him. I don't care what Mueller does. I don't care what the media does. They're never going to abandon him. You know why? They elected him knowing who he was. And in many cases, they admired who he was. He's the one person standing in their way of them losing their country. In their minds, that's what's at stake. Boom! That is what it's all about. And that's why this is the soundbite of the evening. Thank you very much. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior, I am your justice, and for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution, I am your retribution. Oh, that's so scary. No. No, it's, it's what the American people want. And it's not like you drag people in the street and behead them. No, 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 no. It's, it's we want payback for this shutdown of our country because of COVID, the destruction of our children's lives. We want payback for the people who introduced insanity into schools with CRT, transgenderism, and, uh, and uh, uh, sexualization at kindergartens. We want payback. We want retribution for an open border and for a government that keeps telling us that the border is closed when we know it's not, when we know that our cities are being overrun. We want retribution for what happened in 2016, the attempted theft of that election by the FBI. What happened in 2020? We want retribution for that. We want answers on all of it. We want retribution as to why people are sitting in a jail in Washington, D.C. when the FBI said that January 6th was not an insurrection. We want retribution. We want to see the video that's been kept from us of that uh, supposedly worst attack on American soil since the War of 1812, even though they were able to open the building two hours later so they could uh, legislate, so they could go in and they could poo-poo your arguments about the 2020 election and the fraud that you felt and you knew in your heart. They want retribution for a government and big social media and mainstream media that would call your opinion disinformation and misinformation that's the retribution that they seek and i hate to tell you this nikki haley ain't going to give you that and mike pompeo ain't going to give you that it's just not going to happen people and i'm talking about on the democrat side of the uh, equation too they want retribution they want this country to be righted from the course that it's on right now I'm talking, even you, you poll Americans, and between 60 and 70% say the country is headed in the wrong direction. That means Democrats want some retribution, too. We can disagree on stuff like abortion. We can disagree on, on some things. But I'm going to tell you, there is a line to telling your daughter at 12 that she's a boy and having her arm mutilated so they can make a faux phallus that doesn't work and probably be incontinent the rest of her life and not be able to have children because of a trend that was sweeping across the nation as children were suffering from depression, suicidal thoughts, and counselors and teachers and, uh, and surgeons 
and uh, I could go on and on, all suggested, well, the answer to your problem is you're the wrong sex. Are you out of your mind? That's what it's all about, guys. And you can say whatever you want, and and, uh, and Larry Hogan could say, we're ready to move on. The American people are ready to leave Trump behind, and they don't like his rudeness, and then we need to be uh, more, you know, whatever discourse has got to be, more of this and more of that, and da-da-da, and we got to reach across the aisle. Screw that. The aisle did not reach across to us. Nobody reached across to us. They just ran us over. They just decided they were going to do this, and Joe Biden did it by hook or by crook, mostly by executive order. What about energy independence? What about that? We want retribution for that. We want retribution for the Keystone XL pipeline. We want retribution for a corrupt father and son running the country. We want retribution for what's going on between Ukraine and Russia when we could stop it. And you know another crazy thing that happened this weekend? Chris Rock, Russell Brand, and Bill Maher all came out as essentially, if at least libertarian, and at most downright conservative on a lot of stuff. That's why so many people are saying of Chris Rock's performance that they had to turn it off. They were the liberals, uh, MSNBC hosts, oh, I had to turn it off. And you know, when they, I can tell when they did have to turn it off. They turned it off after the first 10 minutes, which was all about going after woke culture and what a joke it has become and how insulting it is to our intelligence and to the concept of free speech. He sounded full bore conservative the first 10, 12 minutes of his, uh, of his performance. Then he did this thing on uh, white supremacy or, or uh, uh, white people thinking that they're downtrodden. And, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, but I will tell you that there are a lot of people who are born really super-duper poor as white people and spend their whole lives doing menial jobs like mining coal, so they don't feel very privileged. But it was pretty remarkable. It really was a remarkable performance last night. And I got to tell you also, his... And, and I'm not a big Chris Rock fan. I really, you know, I thought he's okay. You know, whatever. He's pretty good. He's not Dave Chappelle. Uh, you know, he's not uh, Bill, Bill Burr. I mean, you know, you may disagree. He's a, he's a good comedian. Don't get me wrong. Just never been my favorite comedian. He nailed it with regard to Will Smith hit him and hitting him at the Oscars. He nailed it. It was it was genius. Uh, it was genius. The way he did it. And what he essentially said was, this wasn't about me. This was about Will Smith and the abject humiliation that he suffers at the hands of his wife, who is completely down with an open marriage. Now, I'm going to ask you to say, for instance, you're a, I'll just say you're a man and you're married to a woman and uh, you love her very much. And uh, maybe you're in your 50s, you know, like uh, Will Smith. And all of a sudden, your wife says, uh, you know, we, you know, we've been doing this open marriage thing. But my, uh, you know, my son has a best friend and I'm going to go ahead and include him in the open marriage. And then she says it on national television. And I want you to think about how you'd feel as a man. Don't you think you'd want to hit somebody? I think you'd probably want to hit somebody. Because uh, regardless of how you feel about open marriages, and if you're into it, I mean, whatever, really? <laughs> okay, really, seriously? Because I got to tell you, you know, when you die, 
how many women you had sex with while you're married isn't going to be what you remember before you leave this earth. You're going to remember the people who truly loved you, your friends and your family and your children. That's what you're going to remember. That's the most important thing in the world. And I'll tell you, uh, the last 25 years, this year is my 25th year of marriage, that's become very crystal clear to me. So it was pretty uh, It was pretty amazing. Also, we got some other stuff. It appears that Anthony Fauci used your tax money to shut people up about the origins of the, uh, of the COVID virus. And there are people who are legitimately saying, this guy's going to end up in jail over this. And, and I hope so, too. Yeah. So we've got an exciting show today, guys. Lots of audio from uh, CPAC with the, uh, Mr. Trump. Also, Matt Gates. Uh, we've got some great audio from uh, Chris Rock and Bill Maher and Russell Brand going after MSNBC. Uh, we've got some Fauci stuff that's going to blow your mind. Because not only was it disinformation, misinformation, but it appears your tax money, taxpayer money may have been used to shut up scientists. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. It is as big and bad as you ever thought. And we're just scratching the surface. Here's a number if you want to chime in, guys. It's 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. I'm not going to let this happen. Yeah, there you go. And you know what? The uh, country knows that, that uh, the people know that the country's going to, in the wrong direction. And I hate to tell you this, Nikki Haley doesn't have the answer. And Joe Biden and the Democrat Party have caused it. That's why that line uh, resonated with me, and I and I I would assume it probably resonated with you as well. And I'm not, uh, you know, I, you know, you know that I uh, I'm a Trump supporter, and the reason being is I'm a loyal person, and I think he did a great job, and I think he was uh, screwed over, and I think there's a reason why the left is continually going after him, trying to destroy him, and they're gonna they're gonna take it to a new level because right now they've got people like I don't know Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, Paul Ryan, among among others. Joining the fight. The Republicans joining the fight. Rhinos joining the fight. And you know what? It's never going to shake Trump supporters. And honestly, if they try to rig the primary toward whoever, Trump supporters are going to say, screw you, we'll start another party. I'm just telling you. As much as I would I hate to say otherwise, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, I... I, I they, they want Donald Trump to sign a loyalty pledge. So if Ron DeSantis happens to be the candidate, wink, wink, he, that he will sign a loyalty pledge and his followers will go, okay. There's a reason for that. I told you two weeks ago, I said the reason is Asa Hutchinson, Paul Ryan, uh, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, all will do everything they can to prevent Donald Trump from being the candidate. That's happening right now. Kind of funny, they did a CPAC straw poll. 62% of uh, voters at CPAC, and not a surprise, uh, voted for Donald Trump versus uh, 20 for Ron DeSantis, which is the same margin when you ask a four-year-old whether they'd like uh, ice cream or Brussels sprouts for dessert. Same 62-20 uh, is what it is. And you know who the, uh, the, the VP pick was? 
Carrie Lake. <laughs> Carrie Lake. Uh, because, you know, Carrie Lake legit had the uh, election stolen from her in Arizona. And it's uh, it's still going to court. They're going to the Supreme Court. Hopefully they'll be able to, uh, you know, expedite that. But uh, uh, here's, uh, I'm going to share some audio, and, and I'd like to know your thoughts at 800-922-6680. Uh, here is Ra, uh, uh, Donald Trump talking about the deep state, the deep state. And by the way, we're, we're learning more about the DHS and, and going after Americans. We know now, we just found out the FBI, right after Roe v. Wade, immediately started targeting Pro-life Christians. Now, why would that be? Pro-life Christians weren't mad about Roe v. Wade being repealed. They were celebrating it. But the left was burning and looting and wrecking. 138 Catholic churches and 70 pro-pregnancy centers. That's what was happening. Our FBI decides to go after the Christians and the Catholics who speak Latin. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Nikki Haley doesn't get this. She's not talking about this. I'm talking about this. Donald Trump is talking about it. Here is Donald Trump saying he's going to get rid of the deep state. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. Yeah. But it's just a CPAC crowd. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's the feeling of Americans. And when Trump has another massive rally, you'll find out as well. Because we get it. We love free speech. We love to be able to express ourselves. In the last two years, many of us were silenced. Parents who uh, didn't agree with sex and sexuality being taught to kids in schools. Uh, any any uh, belief that possibly hydroxychloroquine might work instead of uh, the vaccine, which was experimental, all of that stuff, we find out all of that was nonsense. All of the COVID protocols were nonsense. School closings, business closings, all of it were nonsense. You understand what I mean when, when Donald Trump, you know, that line about retribution was so important? Schools, businesses, no concerts, no movies for a year, all made up wearing stupid masks for three years, all meant to gin up fear. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here is uh, Donald Trump talking about the uh, state of the country, and again, uh, in decline. Most important battle in our lives is taking place right now as we speak. For seven years, you and I have been engaged in an epic struggle to rescue our country from the people who hate it and want to absolutely destroy it. The sinister forces trying to kill America have done everything they can to stop me, to silence you, yeah. and to turn this nation into a socialist dumping ground for criminals, junkies, Marxists, thugs, radicals, and dangerous refugees that no other country wants. No other country wants them. Yeah. If those opposing us succeed, our once beautiful USA will be a failed country that no one will even recognize a lawless, open borders, crime-ridden, filthy communist... Even Democrats see this. ...nightmare. That's what it's going, and that's where it's going. I used to say that we will never be a socialist country. I said it oftentimes. I said it once at the State of the Union address, and people didn't understand what I was saying. But I'd shout it out loud, and I was right, because that train has passed the station. Yep, absolutely. Uh, also coming up, uh, Trump talks about never going back to the party of Robe and Ryan. 1,000%. And who said that about a month ago? Uh, this guy right here. Uh, thank you very much.
800-922-6680. Dick Morris joins us next. He was there. He has some thoughts being in politics for a long time as a Democrat and a Republican. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, the madness is upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with my bookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Rob Carson Show. Use promo code Carson to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Rob Carson Show. Use promo code Carson to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website slash Rob Carson Show. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, <laughs> globalists, open border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Carl Rove, and Jeb Bush. There you go. That is uh, Donald Trump. Something I said uh, I said a long time ago, actually. The party is not going to go back to the uh, party of Paul Ryan and uh, Carl Rove and whatnot. Dick Morris joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Been very busy this weekend with uh, uh, lots of appearances on television and whatnot. Dick, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Well, it's great to be here with you, Rob. I love how you do your show. Well, thank you. Um, what my, I opened my show with uh, with uh, Donald Trump saying that I am your voice and I will be your retribution. And I think that is a line that uh, is all-encompassing for not only just Republicans, but just uh, Americans in general, including Democrats in flyover country, that uh, look at the state of the country and how the elites are living versus the common man. And I think that was a line that will unite and not divide us and has the left uh, in a huff this morning. What do you thought about that line and then the, the speech in general? Well, the speech in general was fantastic. And um, it was absolutely terrific. The line, the thing that I focused on, if I could talk about that for a sec, is when he said, I will move heaven and earth to fully and finally secure our elections. Our goal will be one day voting and only paper ballots. But until that day comes, Republicans must compete using every lawful means to win. That means swamping the left with mail-in votes, early votes, and election day votes. But we can't get rid of drop boxes, we need them in every church and veterans center. And until we can eliminate ballot harvesting, we will become masters of ballot harvesting, beating the Democrats at their own game, except we will do it legally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you've read my book, The Return. Of course, I've got it right That's here. That's almost verbatim from what I from what I wrote. Um, it's a point that I've not always agreed with Trump about. Uh, we spoke uh, several times over the last few years about this, and he was always saying, "Well, if we do 
mail-in voting, it's an invitation to fraud, and so on and so on. And finally, he's now come around to the idea that, uh, that we're not going to cheat, but we are going to do legally better than the Democrats do at mail-in voting, drop boxes, ballot harvesting. And now, early voting. That, that was that a bit... That we don't <clears throat> vote on election day anymore. We vote the first day voting is allowed. And we vote, we push votes for every day thereafter. Each day is election day. And it means Republicans have got to, people who say, I always vote on election day. Stop it. Don't do that. Vote the first day you're allowed to vote. And remember that the Democratic tactic is they pocket all their votes in advance. And they let the Republicans vote on election day. And then the machine breaks down. The printer runs out of ink. Um, the lines get longer and longer and people leave. And that's the real form of voter suppression that's going on now. And to counter that, we have to vote early. We have to take advantage of early voting. Now, also, Dick, you uh, you mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, instead of waiting for Election Day, also, generally when we wait for Election Day, that's when election results are delayed, and I believe uh, ballots are uh, miraculously discovered. Uh, we saw this in Arizona. Do you suppose a lot of this pivot by Donald Trump came about because of the glaring, I mean, uh, impropriety and uh, I absolutely believe illegality of what happened in Arizona to uh, to, to Katie Hobbs? Yeah, I think that I think that it did. I think it's all very important and very related. But uh, I believe that if the Republican Party mobilizes to do early voting and mail-in voting, uh, our turnout will dwarf the Democratic turnout. Uh, we got 11 million more people to vote in 2020 than voted in four years before, but the Democrats got 15 million more. And we need to get 20 or 25 million more and just put this whole thing to rest uh, now, because we just need to swamp them. I, I agree, and I think if there's anybody who could lead us in that direction to where it would actually work, unlike, uh, you know, the reaction going into the Arizona election by uh, Ronna McDaniel of the RNC, uh, clearly they didn't, uh, I don't think they had their hearts in it, uh, and, and I think that if Donald Trump decides to make it work, uh, just because of his acumen in the business world and also as four years of the president, he will get it right. Um, let, yeah. me ask, let me ask you another interesting question, uh, uh, the straw. Donald Trump's wife. Thank you. He learns from his uh, instead of instead of uh, with Democrats and with bureaucrats, you uh, you can fail your way up. Uh, not in the real world, and Donald Trump knows that. So we have to fix the problems before before we fail again. You know, well, there's, there's a great saying that I learned in Mississippi doing campaigns there. There ain't no education in the second kick of a mule. <laughs> now let me let me ask you uh, about uh, people like uh, Chris Sununo, Chris Sununu, Asia Hutchinson's, and whatnot, talking about Donald Trump not being the candidate, not being the GOP uh, nominee. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Dick? Because I, yeah, I, that I goes back to something that existed, that existed much earlier in our history, called favorite sons, where uh, states would where they couldn't find a national candidate to beat another national candidate, they would get each state to nominate its favorite son, knowing that they couldn't get any votes outside of New Hampshire 
or outside of um, where, where Virginia or wherever, but they were the favorite son of the state. And the idea was that the entire state would vote for them. And then on the convention floor, when the front runner was not able to put together the majority, they would sell their votes to the front runner, but more likely to one of the other candidates for cabinet positions and stuff like that. And uh, that's an artifact of the past that they're trying to bring back. It won't work, though, because the idea of a favorite son was that he would control the votes of his state. And that's not going to happen, because if you put Sununu against Trump for a presidential primary in New Hampshire, Trump's going to beat him three to one or four to one. No favorite <laughs> son is going to emerge with significant votes. Uh, nobody will be able to defeat Donald Trump in Arkansas, including the Assad And um, this is all fantasy from an early year. Yeah. Let me, uh, you know, uh, Larry Hogan uh, said that he wasn't going to run this weekend. I said earlier that wh who's going to get the point zero 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 one percent of people who are going to vote for Larry Hogan? Uh, I thought it was superfluous at best and self-aggrandizing at most to think that he even remotely thought he had a chance. What do you think about that? Well, he's another example of the favorite son who's hoping to lock up Maryland. If you take New Hampshire and Maryland and, and Arkansas, sooner or later it comes to real money. And um, that's their goal, but it's a ridiculous, futile strategy to beat Trump. Let me cite a piece of data that I think is really important here. Back in, um, back in uh, November and December, when we would talk, and we would talk about the dangers and the threats that Trump faces, the key thing inside the Trump campaign we were worried about was that in the polling, when you put him in a 14-way field, he won. But then when you put him in a two-way field, he only squeaked by. He beat DeSantis by 17 points in a 10-way in a field, but in a two-way field, he beat him by only three or four. So all of the people that didn't vote for Trump in the first ballot in the poll. Voted, I voted for one other candidate in the second ballot, and that was DeSantis. But that stopped being true in the last poll in February by McLaughlin. Trump was 18 points ahead of DeSantis with the entire field running, and 18 points ahead of him when just they were running. So Trump got his share of the votes of the other candidates, and, uh, and DeSantis did not shut him out of that. So... That means that their strategy of trying to deny Trump a majority uh, just by having the other candidates drop out one by one and give their votes to uh, DeSantis is not going to work. I also think that with these poll numbers and the others that are coming out, DeSantis would be a fool to run uh, because he's got a short shot in 2028 and he should wait for 28 and to try to move it up early would absolutely destroy him. Look, we have four years of Trump coming, which will get the economy back. He can't run for another term. And nothing could be better for America than four years of Trump, followed by eight years of dissent. 
Hundred percent, Dick. Let me let me ask you this. You know what everybody's fantasy is, as far as you know. Nobody's really saying it out loud, but everybody's fantasy is that maybe Trump and DeSantis are working hand in hand to uh, to be the team to be Trump DeSantis in twenty twenty four. Is yeah, that fa- is that Falderall? Is that a possibility or not? You know the obstacle to that is illegal. Yeah. Well, if if but what if Trump the Constitution dis- says okay. that an elector cannot vote for two candidates from his state. So the Florida 28 electors could not vote for Trump and DeSantis. And, uh, and that could be the margin victory. There's no, there's no possibility that Trump would consider doing something with regard to his previous uh, citizenship in, uh, in New York. There, there would be no possibility of that. Well, I think, well, he's now a voter in Florida. Okay. I don't think Trump is going to move. And I'll tell you something, Trump Trump never likes the people that run against him, to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to put the guy that runs against him on the ticket with him is something only a politician could love, and Donald Trump would not tolerate all right, let me ask you this, because the straw poll said, and this is, you know, I, I think this goes back to that uh, uh, that uh, uh, retribution thing. Kerry Lake, uh, number one as a VP pick. Uh, how realistic is that, and who do you suppose would be, I mean, I know it's early, but who do you suppose would be uh, an outstanding pick for VP? Well, Trump likes Kerry Lake a lot and, uh, and admires her, and uh, she's been loyal to him. And I would not discount that at all. Uh, he's not going to let a poll choose who his candidate should be. But I would put Kerry Lake right at the top there of those in contention. It wow. doesn't matter that she's never been a governor. Uh, she has been on the national stage, Elder Rowan, and was terrific. When you look at Vice President uh, Rob, look at the fact that the last three women who have run for vice president have all been disasters. Uh, Geraldine Ferraro with her husband's dealings with the mob and other stuff. Uh, Sarah Palin, who was a courageous battler, but really a lightweight when it came to substance. And Kathleen Harris, who's not competent to be, you know, the dog catcher. And those are the three that have gone before. And I think that the lake would be a vast improvement, and I think it would be very possible that Trump could choose Kerry Lake. Well, Dick, and also I, I, I'll mention that uh, she would be incredible uh, just because she is the antithesis of Donald Trump or the antithesis of George H.W. Bush uh, with uh, regard to fighting back against a press that is very, very uh, vitriolic uh, toward them. Dick, can you hold on for another break? Would, could, would you mind doing that? Yes, yeah, sure I can. All right, let's take a break. Come back uh, more with Dick Morris. Your calls are welcome to 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. On the uh, line with us is Dick Morris. He's written this uh, wonderful book, which has been out for a while. Uh, The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Dick Morris, you haven't changed your mind at all. You are still absolutely uh, convinced that Donald Trump will be the candidate and will win the election. Yes, yes, yes and yes. Uh, In terms of the election, bear in mind that in every poll that has been taken by McLaughlin, Trump's polling firm, which is is really truth-teller and was accurate in 2020 and 22, 
in every single monthly poll since we pulled out of Afghanistan, Trump has been ahead of Biden, and always by four or five points. Yeah. And four or five doesn't sound like a lot, but when you lost the popular vote last time by like six, a uh, five-point lead is pretty damn good. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's likely to stay. Uh, and I think that the real movement here is going to be on the Democratic side because they really don't know what to do with Biden. They yeah. can't get rid of him uh, because they'd have absolute chaos in their party if they tried. And they can't win with him because he's obviously totally decrepit. And um, I think that, that eventually the Democrats have to resolve that problem somehow. And as it gets more decrepit, it becomes more acute. Now he's about to propose increases in taxes and uh, cuts in Medicare, and uh, that will make him even more unpopular. So um, if there's going to be any change in the predictions, it's going to be on the Democratic side, not on the Republican side. Dick, the thing that bothered me this weekend, and I, I watched uh, Joe Biden the last week stumble and bumble. He tripped up the stairs again on Air Force One uh, this weekend. And, and this is pretty remarkable that the Democrat Party would see a man who is cognitively in decline. He is 80 years old. And, Dick, uh, dementia doesn't get better. Uh, so the Democrat Party knows that he's going to continue his decline. And right now he is tenuous at best. And that is, to me, just absolutely remarkable that a, that a, a political party would do such a thing. But not a surprise, considering that John Fetterman is infirmed and he is supposedly authoring legislation in the hospital without seeing any pictures and Diane Feinstein can't really talk anymore Dick yeah the Democrats as you just said have two senators that are damn near dead and uh, and if I and president that can't can't walk up a right stairs uh, I think that you're you're dealing here with a party that is desperate to hang on. Uh, and is so fractured and so split, and so many people that are ambitious and want uh, that nomination, that uh, they don't dare take it away from Biden because all hell would break loose if they did. Uh, it would be like glass shattering. We did a poll with McLaughlin where we asked people if Biden doesn't run, who would you like to see for president as the Republican, as a Democratic nominee? And 15 candidates got more than 2% of the vote. Wow. 15 candidates. Uh, number number one was uh, was Harris, who I think got, well, was, was Michelle Obama, who oh. I think got 14. And number two was Harris, who got 11. Number three was Buttigieg, who got seven or eight. Yeah. And everybody else was smaller, but there were 15 of them. Beto Rourke got 3% of the vote. Wow. Uh, Gavin Newsom got eight or nine. Uh, the, they are... There's no way that there would ever be anything other than total chaos. It's like glass shattering. It doesn't shatter into two pieces. It shatters into a million pieces, and that's what the... Democrats are afraid of. Dick, I want to ask you one more thing because we only got about another minute. Um, Fox News, I was listening to Fox News uh, the day after the uh, yesterday morning. They're not mentioning Trump. I know that Paul Ryan is on their board and apparently has some editorial uh, control. And Rupert Murdoch just says Trump's not their candidate. Uh, Meanwhile, OAN and Newsmax taken off of DirecTV. Uh, It sounds like there are some people who are going to marshal their forces to try to bring down Trump, including uh, by censoring Fox News with regard to coverage. What are your thoughts on that in about 40 seconds. Yeah, the fight between Fox, AT&T and Fox News is basically a fight between 
the, I'm sorry, between ATT and, and Newsmax, is basically an effort to keep Trump off the ballot and away from the presidency. But there's no real, real difference between Fox News and Newsmax quality of coverage and some stuff like that. But the real difference is that Newsmax is for Trump and Fox is definitely opposed to him. And um, voting viewers and who listening to this show who want to understand what's going on with the Trump campaign, where Trump is going to be the next president. Okay, Dick, I've got a party back. All right, I've got to, I've got to run. On that note, Dick, I've got to run. Thank you for joining me. We'll have you on again soon. Make sure to check out uh, the return Trump's big twenty twenty four comeback. Thank you, Dick. Let's uh, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.